Welcome to the Immigration Update Podcast, the podcast that immigration professionals and foreign nationals turn to for up-to-the-minute information. Today's episode is a short one. I'd like to call it a quick shot. It's a somewhat obscure but very powerful pro tip about EB1A classification. You see, to be eligible for classification as an EB1A, a foreign national must establish that they possess a level of expertise in the sciences, arts, education, business, or athletics, indicating that they are one of that small percentage who has risen to the very top of their field of endeavor. Today, we're going to focus on documentation of the foreign national's membership in associations in the field, which require outstanding achievements of their members, as judged by recognized national or international experts in their disciplines or fields. But before we begin, I want to mention that this episode and all episodes of the podcasts come from articles that were written by immigration partner Lynn Walker from Minor and Landis. This article appears in full on her LinkedIn page, along with many other articles of interest to the immigration law community. I highly recommend you check out her feed and follow. And as always, Please spell Lynn, L-I-N, when searching for her content. Let's continue. And just to remind you, I'll be speaking in the first person as these are Lynn's words. I recently consulted with a foreign national and assessed his credentials for EB1A classification. Now, he firmly believed that he qualified for EB1A classification based, in part, on his membership in two professional engineering organizations. Unfortunately, After completing my assessment and reviewing these two organizations, I had to advise him that he did not meet this criterion. This was very unfortunate because he had paid thousands of dollars to join them based on the advice he received from an EB1A coach, someone who was not an immigration attorney. To be clear, In order to satisfy the membership criterion, one, the organization must require outstanding achievement as a prerequisite for a person to join, and two, the person's achievements must qualify as outstanding, as judged by recognized national or international experts in the field of endeavor. So, what does this all mean? Well, professional organizations that simply require a person to pay a fee to join without an assessment of the significance and quality of their contributions to the field do not qualify as memberships for EB1A purposes. And the U.S. CIS policy manual is very clear about this. Quote, Relevant factors that may lead to a conclusion that the person's membership in the association was not based on outstanding achievements in the field include, but are not limited to, instances where the person's membership was based solely on the following factors, either by themselves or in aggregate. And that first factor is a level of education or years of experience in a particular field. The next is the payment of a fee or by subscribing to an association's publications. And third, a requirement, compulsory or otherwise, for employment in certain occupations, as commonly seen with union membership or guild affiliation for actors, end quote. So, based on my assessment of the foreign national's accomplishments, I was able to recommend two organizations for him to join that did meet the EB1A criteria for memberships. After he joined, we were able to file a successful EB1A petition on his behalf. If you are thinking about petitioning for EB1A classification, 
don't make the same mistake. It is essential to work with a licensed business immigration attorney who possesses the immigration law knowledge and EB1A experience. Thanks for listening to the Immigration Update Podcast with Attorney Lynn Walker. We'll be back next week with more breaking news of interest to the immigration law community. If you like what you hear, please follow, rate, and review the podcast. It really helps us grow. If you'd like to suggest a topic for our podcast or have any questions about your particular business immigration situation, please contact Lynn at lwalker at minor.com. That's lwalker at m-e-y-n-e-r dot com. Disclaimer. The information contained herein is intended only for educational or informational purposes and is not a substitute for legal advice. Further, listening to this podcast in no way establishes an attorney-client relationship between you and Minor and Landis LLP. Listeners should consult legal counsel for definitive advice regarding the current law and regulations and how those apply to your unique situation within your organization.